This is the Field of Streams Fantasy Baseball Podcast, brought to you by Fangraphs. Hello and welcome to the Field of Streams Podcast for Friday, June 23rd. I'm your host, Dylan Higgins, joined by my co-host, Matthew DeWaskin. Matt, how are you doing? Up and down. Up and down. It, it was softball night. How did softball go? Oh, we, we beat the tar out of the... It, it's the last week of the regular season and we just we pounded the crap out of... Hitting your stride, right yeah. on. So that's no, an it, up. That's the no, up, right? This this team like checked out like it's like, you know, the last week of the season and this team like checked out in like week one. So Oh boy. So yeah. you guys are on a roll at the right time. That's good. So that's good. Guess what the final score was? Uh in a softball game where you kick the crap out of them, fifteen to three. Twenty two to one. Oh boy. That's brutal. That's so bad. In an hour? In an hour-long game? Uh, it only went 49 minutes. Oh my goodness. You're crossing the plate every two minutes? That's brutal. Just about, yeah. Huh. Well, I'm glad. And when's your playoffs? Next week? Yeah, we have the first round of the playoffs at 5.30, second round at 6.30. Are you the second seed? Third seed? I know we're playing in the 2-3 game, so... Yeah. Not that it matters too much. Maybe really, we get home it, field. It, no, it is no advantage. Yeah. All right. So it's a one-game playoff, dude. There's... You might That's as well play that's true. I understand. Absolutely. Uh, all right. Well, we're going to look at games for Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Matt, we had an okay week. Went all right. We have to talk about our duel, which oh, was God. hardly that. Oh, thanks. Day. We had David Paulino in Oakland against Jesse Hahn. David Paulino looked okay. Went five and a third. Ended up allowing three runs. But Jesse Hahn, your tweet was asking if he's drunk out there was your concern. He didn't, didn't look good against well, Houston. Dylan, in a week that saw me get my 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 bank account stolen, <laughs> that's right. That that was you know. I, you told me about this. I forgot. If, if yeah. I had to like weigh the two, like, like getting like moon pounded in a, in a start against you, or having my bank account stolen. Yes, this contest takes a backseat. Yeah, no, I don't. At least I'm gonna get my money back I, with 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 the moon pounding by from Jesse Hahn. I'm not gonna get those runs back. Yeah, that's the problem with our contest. That's so ugly is that you gotta kind of wear it all year long, oh, yeah. even if you have a bad day. There's no losing after head to head or DFS or whatever. So yeah, I've taken a marginal lead in ERA. You still have the lead in WHIP. You have you know. Plenty more strikeouts than I do. 30 yeah. more. So, yeah. Um, and then the other thing for me was I picked Miguel Montero, and he did not start. And so then I had Colby Rasmus on Wednesday, and he didn't start either. I ended up with Malik Smith, who I paid a 36% on against the Reds. But he swiped a base, Matt. I've tied things up at a harsh race of two stolen bases each. <laughs> which in our weird experimental hitter a day format so far our guys are i'm hitting 255 with two stolen bases so far which is not speedy it's a weird format for sure that's, that's been kind of hard to predict that is the update that we have it is the stolen base race now at two almost halfway through the season so wow i know matt do you have anything else before we get into our picks no, let's get into the picks. I think we, we, we've talked enough nonsense. We, they, they deserve picks, damn it. They deserve picks. They do. We're four minutes in. We haven't made any predictions yet. So, Matt, on Friday, the 23rd, I didn't love this day. I don't know about you. I only have two picks I really like Okay. that, that I'm considering. But the ones to get out of the way, your boy Alex Meyer was awesome last time. Now he's going to Boston. No way, right? 
Uh, Alex, no, not in Boston, no. Sorry. No. So, interesting guy, not to get in Boston. Similar, Mike Fultonevich gets the Brewers at home. You don't want that, right? I do not. Yeah, interesting pitcher, not a good matchup. Yeah, you got kind of a, you know, a theme here. Do you like Jake Junis getting the Blue Jays? He hasn't been that good either, right? Yes, he kind of sucks. Yeah, Patrick Corbin's been not great. He goes to Philly, they can kind of hit lefties. You don't want that, right? I've got to pick against him, actually, so no. Yeah, yeah. There's good Phillies to pick against lefties, so passing there. How about Joe Musgrove? Struggle a little bit, but he's interesting. He goes to Seattle. I'm okay with Joe Musgrove, but there's a pick I like more, so I'm making that one instead of Joe Musgrove. That might be my third favorite pick. And then I had two that I'm actually considering. Okay. I would think about Kyle Freeland, who I kind of like. He's going to L.A., though, and the Dodgers are so red hot. He's, I'm not taking him. It's not my pick. It's my second favorite pick on a tough day. I think you could do it. I don't want to do it. He's an okay guy. Is it that you don't like Kyle Freeland or you just wouldn't pick against the Dodgers? All the Dodgers do is hit home runs. They're real terrifying right now. Absolutely. I like Kyle Freeland on the road, you know, and they're a little bit better than average against lefties, but they're terrifying. They're real hot. I don't know. I'm not doing that. I think you could. I think you totally could, but I am not going to do it. Matt, my pick is Seth Lugo going to San Francisco. So far, Seth Lugo's been yeah. totally fine, and the Giants are crappy. They, they're just, they're not good. They can't hit. So, yeah. Seth Lugo seems obvious to me. Is that also your pick? Yes, it is. Yeah. Sorry. It's, it's the place to go on Monday. If you want to look for some guy that's cheap and you're not crazy enough to pick against the Dodgers. Although, I, I was intrigued by Mark Leader Jr. <laughs> Were you? Were you actually? I was more intrigued just because I think I, I'm pretty sure in 1988 I had his dad's rookie card, and now Mark Leader Jr. is making starts. So. And now he has to go to Arizona. Yeah. You don't want any part of that. Nobody wants any part of that. Yeah, so. if you told me, you know, 30 years ago that I'd be considering picking Mark Leader Jr. in Arizona, I'd just be like, why would I be picking a pitcher in a place that doesn't have a baseball team, Matt? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, that's interesting, but not where you want to go to, to pick. No. Um, okay, and then on the hitter side, Matt, who are you thinking? Picking on Patrick Corbin somewhere. I am. I'll, I'll, I'll start with my C pick. That's my pick against Patrick Corbin with Aaron Althair. Mm-hmm. Ready on lefty. Corbin has been rough against against right-handers this year. His ratio of righties face to lefties is almost 4-1. to one. Mm-hmm. Uh, He's given up 15 total home runs this year. Guess how many he's given up the righties? Most of them. 12, yeah, 12. 13. That, yeah. You know, you're getting better at this. You know, 12 with an 8, <laughs> 9, 6 OPS against. You, you need the question a little bit, but yeah, yeah I understand. Tr- true, but you, yeah, you, you, we've done this enough that you, you probably get the hang of it. Yeah. So either way, I want I want to pick on him with righties, and you, you could really make a case for just about any righty in the uh, in the Phillies lineup. I like Aaron Althair just because he, he's done damage against lefties this season. Yeah, I'm totally fine with that. He's a quality guy. Okay, Matt, who else do you like on Friday? My B pick. It's my turn to take Colby Rasmus because he gets Ubaldo Jimenez. Yes, yes. We haven't seen Ubaldo in the starter column for a while, but we circle have not. that one. He's, yeah. yeah, Ubaldo is coming back to us. So That's I, how bad Chris Tillman and Kevin Gosman have been. Oh, we'll, like, all right. we'll, we'll get the Chris Tillman. <laughs> They're like, all right, Ubaldo, go on out there. Go for it. Yeah, so, what yeah. do we got to lose? Yeah, so it's my turn to I'm taking Colby Rasmus at 2% owned mm-hmm. against Ubaldo. It's, it's lefty and righty. It's pretty self-explanatory. Um, mm-hmm. Ubaldo's been awful against against lefties this season. So. Yeah, Colby Rasmus has been just fine, and he's cheap, and he's left-handed. He'll be fine. Yeah, I like that. 
Now, my A pick, I'm 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 gonna spend a little bit. I'm 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 not afraid okay. to have a a guy at twenty three percent in my uh in my A column. Yeah, you are leading me just barely in our picks. I'm at twelve point five one percent. You're at eleven oh seven. Yeah. So narrow, but you have a lead there. You have room to spend, is what we'd say. True. So anyway, Trevor Bauer gets the uh, is pitching at home against the Twins. Mm-hmm. Trevor Bauer, if you look at his splits, is he having trouble? Oh yeah, especially against the lefties. If you look, if mm. you look at his splits, yeah. So far this season, uh, eight forty three OPS against lefties. Oddly enough, fifteen fifteen walk. You know, he's, he's walked fifteen lefties, fifteen righties. Oddly enough. Hmm. But you want a left hander here, yeah. I think I do, and I'm, I'm going to take Max Kepler versus Trevor yeah. Bauer. And how much is Max Kepler? What percent is he on? 23%. Yeah. In our show, that's spending. That's <laughs> Matt going deep, is yeah. taking Max Kepler. But I like that. I like that just fine, for just sure, wait, Max just, Kepler. Just, just wait till Saturday. I pick a guy who's at 25% as my 8-bit. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Well, Max Kepler, we agree, is pretty underowned. He's capable, uh, definitely, of producing more than how he's owned. Especially against Ray. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, Trevor Bauer, it'll be fine. Uh, I also picked against Patrick Corbin, even though I kind of like him, but those Phillies righties, I didn't go all the way up to Aaron Althair, but Tommy Joseph's 20% owned. I think that's totally fine. Absolutely, as an option. Above that, I have Austin Jackson getting Adalberto Mejia. I looked at that. I couldn't pull the trigger. <laughs> it's it's like my C pick. It's fine. I, I want to at least talk about him. He's been getting in there against lefties and doing some damage, which is basically all he can do. So far, so good. It's a small sample size. Honestly, that's probably the, the loosest definition of some damage I've ever heard. <laughs> He's been fine. He's been totally fine. Okay. As a team, they're rolling, and you want a guy that gets in there. This is kind of a pick for the team. I don't know. Worth mentioning if you want a real, real cheap outfielder nobody else will have. I also want to pick on Masahiro Tanaka. Talk about just giving up homers all over the place. I mean, the ERA is 6-3-4, but yeah, tons of homers given up, even on the road. Definitely can do it at Yankee Stadium, so I'm picking against him from the Rangers. If you want to spend, I don't. You could do something like Joey Gallo. He's only 51% owned. Check him out in DFS or whatever. Could certainly, you know, deposit one or two at Yankee Stadium. I like Shinsu Chu. Shinsu Chu's batting like 270 with 11 homers and six stolen bases, and he's 20% owned in Yahoo leagues. Yeah, he can't hit lefties, but he leads off and is totally capable. So I've mentioned him this year before. I have not picked him in June. I like Shinsu Chu. But above that, my A pick, we talked to him. I want Colby Rasmus that bad against Ubaldo. I can't skip Ubaldo on the chart when I see him. I got to get in there when I can. So I want Colby Rasmus. You just pick Colby Rasmus? I have brought up Rasmus plenty, but I he has not made it into my lineup in June. Yeah. He's been my B pick and stuff. Keep, keep, keeping you honest, my friend. That's helpful because I got to keep track of these spreadsheets. I had him the other day and he didn't get in, which is how I ended up with Malik okay. Smith. Okay, yeah. okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. I, I just, I stolen base. Dylan, I just I, <laughs> yes. I I just want to respect the rules of the contest. Keeping you honest, that's all. That's I all. I appreciate that. It's a good one. We need it. We got to keep each other honest. It's all good. Right. So, I, uh, I agree. And not that <laughs> either of us would ever be dishonest intentionally, no, but not intentionally. No. So on Saturday, Matt, this one's also tough. Oh my goodness. This is a rough day for hitters. Yeah, I didn't love it for pitchers either, though. I don't know. There's places to go. It'll be fine, Matt. Your boy James Shields is back, and so far so good. Would you touch that with a ten foot pole? 
if, if I said yes, would you think less of me? No, because he's been okay, and he was only real bad out of nowhere for not that long. I mean, it was real bad, but it's also the A's, so I'm not very scared of. I think you can consider it. I'm not picking it. I'll be surprised if you pick it, but All right, I don't know. We'll, we'll see what's what when we get through the, the slate. Yeah. Uh, well, opposite of that, I think I like more is Daniel Gossett going Stop to it. Chicago. Yeah. No? Are you out on Daniel Gossett? He had a quality start last time. He took on Houston. He went six and two-thirds, two runs, six strikeouts, no walks. He looked okay last time. He, he's right-handed, so... Okay. And he gets the White Sox. I think that's totally an option. I think if you like Daniel Gossett, this is the place to take him. Matt, Austin Biebens Dirks gets another turn. After allowing five earned runs and five innings against the Blue Jays, he now gets to go to Yankee Stadium. I imagine, you know, we don't want any part of that, but I just wanted to say Austin Biebens Dirk's name again on this podcast. Congratulations. So, okay. That's a thing. Homer Bailey's back. He's going to Washington, and everybody in Yahoo Leagues has forgotten about him. He's hardly owned. You could take Homer Bailey in his first start in forever against the Nationals. I don't want any part of that, but I think his name deserves being said, too. Did you at least look at Homer Bailey? I looked at it, and I'm like, wow, that's a bad contract. And then I looked away. Yeah. If you are in a real deep format, you want to pick him up before he gets good. Maybe grab him, sash him on your bench, see if he works, and if he doesn't, throw him away. But Homer Bailey's back, and it's in a Lance Lynn type of way. It's not going to totally shock me if he puts up like a three and a half ERA, you know, in the second half or something. So you can look at it. I don't want it against Washington, though. So well, pass Lance, here. Lance Lynn got hurt once. Homer Bailey... Yeah. Like, is like, deteriorated like the Nazis at the end of, you know, Raiders Lost Ark. <laughs> he melted. He pretty yes. much. <laughs> yes. I, I, don't, I don't know what's what's left of Homer Bailey after all these injuries. So we'll see. Well, we're going to find out. We I'm are. not paying for him. I'm not. I didn't pick him up any formats. But if you're in a deep format, if you're in some weird 20-teamer or something, that's a guy to stash. The other side, Joe Ross is back. Joe Ross continues to be real bad, especially against lefties. I'm picking against him. I imagine you might be, too. But... He, he is there. He's a name. How about your boy J.C. Ramirez going to Boston? No way, right? No that way. start? Yeah. No. Can't do it. Interesting guy. Can't do it. How about Matt Garza going to Atlanta? They're below average against righties. Would you consider I have a pick Matt Garza? against Garza, actually, so no. Okay. I would consider him, but I don't love it. Your boy Sam Gavilio gets the Houston Astros at home. He's a little interesting, but I can't pick against the Astros. They're terrifying. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> yeah, I, I I don't know. He's okay. That's scary. I only got two more names left on my sheet. One is Denelson Lamette, who has been a combination of bad and a strikeout machine. He struck out 12 Brewers in six innings last time. He has a 7.50 ERA, but he also has 37 strikeouts in 24 innings. That makes him at least interesting to me. That's like a high upside DFS option that you could do. He gets the Tigers. It's in San Diego. We're too protective of our spreadsheets to do it, I would imagine. But yes. but you could consider it in, in some DFS or weekly format or something. And then my name, I love Tyler Chatwood on the road, Matt. Tyler Chatwood's going to LA. I'm terrified of them hitting a bunch of home runs. I definitely agree there. But... He's just been real good, and he's been real good away from Coors. So I, uh, I'm taking Tyler Chatwood at Dodger Stadium, hoping that it stays in the park. Matt, do you like Tyler Chatwood, or are you thinking more of a James Shields or Daniel Gossett type thing? I'll, I'll roll James Shields. Okay, okay. And is this trusting what he's done so far, or is this just not being scared of the A's? It's 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 both. It's equal equal parts still. He has allowed one home run in each of his starts. 
four starts so far, but he's been okay. Looking, he's getting strikeouts okay. The walks haven't looked good, but yeah, so far so good. He's gone at least five and a third in each start. The ERA is two four two. The whip's one two one despite the walks. I don't know. I I'm not scared of the A's. I think he'll be okay. I'm not rushing out to grab him, but I think he'll well, be okay. I, I do like the strikeout upside for Dinolas and Lamed. If, if you're you know looking for to just mm-hmm. like get those strikeout points, yeah, that might be an option as well. I you know. I like it as a DFS pick. It doesn't fit us having to, you know, wear it no, on the spreadsheet. No, having to wear it for the spreadsheet. No, I do like it as a DFS pick, though. But the, since this is yeah. DFS show up here, we should mention. Yeah. So, Matt, how about hitters for Saturday? You said it was a little tricky. What are you looking at? Okay. C pick. Uh, going mm-hmm. against Matt Garza. <sighs> you know, Garza is, in fact, right-handed. He's a bit of a weakness for lefties. There aren't a ton of lefties that interest me in Atlanta. But, mm-hmm. again, C pick. I'm really just looking for a guy who's going get, to get in the lineup and get me some points. I kind of like this for Nick Markakis. Nick the stick. All right. I can see that. He's like hardly owned at all, right? 15% surprisingly. Yeah. That's a little, he's fine. This is getting, getting you some, some basement points. You should have, you know, get on base at least once. This is a good matchup for him for sure. Uh, I'm totally fine with that, especially as a C pick. Matt, who else you got? Okay. Uh, we mentioned JC Ramirez earlier. I'm actually picking against him, despite the fact that I actually really like him. Mm-hmm. But it's in Boston. It's in Boston. That's a rough matchup for him. They've got he's got a bit of a split against the lefties. Nine for nine OPS against the lefties with ten of his thirteen homers allowed mm-hmm. coming two lefties. That's rough. At seven percent, the cheapest lefty in the Boston lineup is Sandy Leone. Mm-hmm. Sure. That's that's my B pick. That, is that mostly it? Do you like Sandy Leon, or he's just cheap and he's going to play he's, in that lineup? He's cheap, he's a switch hitter, he's probably going to play against J.C. Ramirez. So mm-hmm. He's been getting in there more. I like that just fine. They That offense scares me also, especially in Fenway, so I'm into that. Alright, Dylan, my mm-hmm. A pick. You know, Andrew Rosalote just went on the DL with an oblique yes. strain. Yes. So that means Corey Spangenberg is going to be getting more time at third base. Perfect. He's in, fact, he's in fact left-handed. He gets Anibal Sanchez, who's in fact right-handed. So far this season, uh, Spangenberg 288, 321, 408 slash line with three of his four home runs coming against righties. I like, I like this match. I, I I like him against Anibal Sanchez, who's been awful against left-handed bats this year, and yeah. he should get in there. So he's my eight pick. Yeah, he's bad. Tigers bullpen's bad. I'm totally into that. Pick mm-hmm. anyone from the uh, from the Padres you like. I like that. I picked against Joe Ross, and I wanted a lefty from Cincinnati. And the cheap one that stuck out to me there was Scooter Jeanette is left-handed and hits righties. And no, I'm not buying into the four-homer game or anything. I think that's preposterous. But he is a totally fine left-handed batter, and they're actually batting him up near the top of the line. Up. He's playing second base because Zach Cozart's out, and so if he's batting second in front of Joey Votto and he hits against Joe Ross, I want that. That's interesting. So it's it's not my top pick, but I want to mention him. Above that, the Cubs brought up a prospect named Mark Zagunas, and he had his debut, and he's going to get to play, theoretically, right-hander will play against Justin Nicolino on Saturday. Nicolino starts, and Justin Nicolino is a bad left-hander. And it's Miami, not a great place to hit, but he's bad enough. I don't care. I imagine Zagunas will get in there, and I just want any cheap Cub in that lineup. It's kind of the Sandy Leon pick for me. Could you tell me anything about about the Zagunas character? Uh, I know that he's on prospect lists and that he's right-handed, and that's about it. But no, I looked. He has like a little bit of pop. You know, he's not like a huge prospect by any means. No, but he's, he's a guy. 
He's a guy. This is he's zero percent owned. This is the of course he is because he was called up yesterday. This is the like Gregor Blanco, Jeremy Hazelbaker, like type Alex Jackson type pick. Where like he's right Austin Jackson. Pardon me. He's right-handed. He's gonna get in against the lefty, and he's under owned. That's all. I'm willing to say those three players are ten times the player Mark Sagunas will ever be. Oh, maybe so. Maybe so. But I expect them to play on Saturday, and I expect the Cubs to score some runs in Miami. So. Put him there. Above that, I also wanted a Padre against Anibal Sanchez, and even though I mentioned him first, I have not picked Franchi Cordero yet, even though he hasn't had a hit in a while. But he's 1% owned against Anibal Sanchez. It's Anibal Sanchez, the slump buster, should be fine for Franchi oh, no. Cordero. Yeah, so I'm putting him there. And then above that, though, I have Shinsu Chu as my... B pick on Friday, and assuming Rasmus gets in at Ubaldo, I can then have Shinsu Chu on Saturday. I'm kind of stacking things up there. But he's going to Yankee Stadium, and he gets Luis Sessa, who maybe doesn't give up homers quite as much as Tanaka has been lately, but is also pretty bad. So I want Shinsu Chu in Yankee Stadium for most of the weekend, to be honest. And so I have him there on Saturday as my A pick. Hopefully that works. And then Matt. Sunday, our last day. I know as you said the other two days were hard for picking pitchers. This one's even worse for me, I feel like. Really? It's not great. So I wrote down this Hector Velazquez character gets the Angels. The Angels are bad, but so is he. You don't care. They're not bad enough for you to pick Hector Velazquez, are they? No. If you are in DFS and you pick Hector Velazquez and he goes like five scoreless, like take your points, but it's not because he's good. It's because the Angels are bad. I'm not going near it. Zach Davies has not shown anything in a while. You don't want him in Atlanta, do you? I wouldn't touch it with a you know 20-foot ball. No thank you. Yeah. Derek Holland has come back to Earth, but he gets the A's. Do you care about that at all? Are the A's bad enough that you would take Derek Holland? I just, there's not any strikeout upset there, so no. no. No, not really. He could have an okay start. That wouldn't surprise me, but there's not much upside. Robert Gesellman continues to be awful, worse than Zach Davies. Even though he's going to San Francisco, which is about one of the best matchups he can hope for, I can't go near that either, can I'm you? I'm actually picking against Robert Gesellman, so... If he's similarly to Hector Velazquez, has five scoreless, I'm not going to think, oh, wow, he has it together. I'll be like, wow, the Giants are that bad, which is possible. They've, uh, they have way too many lefties. Maybe. They still don't hit righties. They just don't hit. And San Francisco's a good place to pitch, but I'm not going near it. No thanks, Robert Selman. I had three more names, and they're at least interesting. I kind of like German Marquez going to the Dodgers, but I don't even like him as much as Chatwood. I'm not doing that. I think it's possibly as an okay game, but I don't believe in him enough. Mm-hmm. There's two... I mean, all right, so Ariel Miranda's at home against the Astros, and we like Ariel Miranda at home, but the Astros not only hit in general, but they are pretty good against lefties, too. They're all right-handed. Can't do that, I don't think, right? Cannot. Bad matchup for him, even though home was good. The last one for me, well, okay, so honorable mention Brad Peacock got up to 53% on. I forgot to give you props for that. I was not in on him last time, and he did just fine. He went five and a couple, five and two, five and one. He got his win. You were right there. That went well. But that bumped him up to 53% owned. So, you know, if he He'll be goes back. to Seattle. Yeah, so he's going to Seattle. That could be fine. Not a huge ceiling, but he could be fine. Also, Brandon McCarthy at home against the Rockies, 64%. Not touchable. Could be an okay start. Matt, Mike Montgomery, who you also liked, and he did fine. He goes to Miami. I think this is the pick, but Miami hits lefties. 
I'm a little bit nervous about it. I don't know about you, but I think it's the pick of the day on Sunday. You just got to hope for a getaway lineup in Miami, but they can actually hit, and I don't have full confidence in this. Are you picking Mike Montgomery in Miami? I wrote it down. (sighs) They're they're pretty good against lefties. I don't know. Yeah, they got a lot of righties, you know, ready thumpers in that lineup. Yeah. I would like to think that Joe Madden will probably only let Mike Montgomery go like five or six innings, you know, and not let him get in there too long. So the upside's not great, kind of like Brad Peacock, but I might just kind of bet on the ballpark there as well in the Sunday lineup and hope that it's not so bad in Miami. So I'm in on Mike Montgomery. If you're not, I don't blame you, but I also don't know who I like more on Sunday. Yeah, that's the other thing. It's hard to find a name that you really like more than Chief. Yeah. You know, so yeah, I'm going to have to go with him, Montgomery, I think. Yeah. Again, I kind of like German Marquez, but the downside there is a lot scarier. So for me, I'm staying away from that. You know, Nero Miranda, if we're a different team, but it's not. All right, Matt. And then the hitters on Sunday, who are you looking at against all these miserable pitchers? Okay, C-pick. Against Robert Gisellman, I I mentioned I was picking one of the Giants lefties. Mm Gisellman has been awful against left-handers this year. Mm -hmm. OPS against up around 900, ridiculously awful. The guy I'm going to roll with is Denard Span at 3% owned. Oh, boy. Okay. Denard Span. I don't know if we've picked him yet this year. I don't think we have, but if you look at his ESPN.com headshot, he has a little gray in the beard, which is startling for me. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's a weird feeling. It is. Especially, he's like 33. He's like not like an old man. Like, you think like... Yeah. If, if Bartolo Colon like, grew a goatee, it would be like salt and pepper, right? Uh, I mean, maybe not with Bartolo, since he's so eternal. I'm not sure he ages, <laughs> but yes, I, yes, that's entirely possible. But, but at 33, that's pretty early for Denard. Yeah, I mean, it's like obvious salt and pepper. I'm just like, really, man? I think he could, you know, shave off the goatee and just, you yeah. know, <laughs> just go with facial hair if that's going to happen. Anyway. Mr. Salt and Pepper can probably put up some points against... Robert Gisellman. He is, in fact, left-handed. He's done a bit of damage against right. He's not, again, he's on the Giants, so a bit of damage is being generous. So, uh-huh. either way, uh, that's my C pick. The B pick, Francisco Liriano uh-huh. gets the Kansas City Royals. Yes. He's he's still awful against righties. Yes. And when I say awful, I mean really can't pitch them very well. The only problem is you actually have to find a righty in the Kansas City lineup who you're interested in. There's only two. The best I can do. There's two that aren't Lorenzo Kane, I would True. say. Yes. Best I can do is Whit Merrillfield at 24%. Okay. Yeah. I'm totally fine with that for sure. It's him or Jorge Bonifacio, but yeah. And then my A pick, we've got Scott Feldman pitching mm-hmm. in Washington against the Nationals. Yes. He's been rough against lefties so far this season. Yes. OPS against is up around 900. So I'm, I'm looking for a cheap lefty to toss in there against Scott Feldman, the righty. There's a guy in the roster who, who kind of intrigues me, and that's Stephen Drew at 1% owned. Oh, boy. I, we definitely haven't talked about Stephen Drew this year. No, we have not. I forgot he was actually on a roster. And then I looked, and not only is he on a roster, but he's actually like getting spot starts against crappy righties and doing damage. Yeah. Well, if he gets in there, that's definitely, I like that against the Reds. That's some points that not only will come cheap to you, but nobody else is going to have that. If you I really can't believe he's 1% point. owned, honestly. Yeah. He's, it's his family. It's Steven Drew's family drafted him. His friends and family league back you home. It's JD? It's, no. I don't think JD Drew has watched a baseball pitch since he retired, much less played fantasy. <laughs> but 
I think he's checked out. He's done. He's off in the woods or something. I like that. You like that for a fact, or just saying? No, I'm totally riffing. I have no idea what JD Drew is up to at all. Wasn't the reputation that he didn't really like baseball and he just did it for the money? I think that might have been overblown by the the you know the contract that he was seeking when he when he was when he was drafted. That's maybe so. I thought that was the reputation I heard was that he was mostly playing for the money. I believe that 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 again. I, I think that was from when he was drafted. Not necessarily. I mean. I can't imagine he would you would play as well as he did for as long as he did if you didn't like enjoy it. But yeah, maybe so. I don't know. We we both are definitely conjecturing. Would that be the verb? It's all conjecture. Don't know. I was certainly riffing. I do not know that about JD Drew. It was just funny in my head. Uh, all right. So I want to say my A pick. I want to put down Colby Rasmus if he doesn't get in Friday against Subaldo. And I mentioned the other time, I just, he gets Chris Tillman now, who continues to somehow make his ERA go up. This is the third time in a row. I'm like, how is that possible? He led five runs in four innings last time. That's how. Three walks, no strikeouts. 839 is that. So I, I don't uh, intend to get Colby Rasmus here, but if he's in, I want him. Other than that, my, my lower pick, Paul DeJong is back in the majors. He gets Chad Cool. He continues to run into some, and he's a cheap guy in the St. Louis lineup. I like Paul DeJong just fine. He's 6% owned, so I would consider picking on Chad Cool Sunday night game. I wrote down Franchi Cordero again. He gets Jordan Zimmerman, who's, you know, also as bad as Anibal Sanchez. I, I would pick him in that series again. Above that, I wanted to pick against Josh Tomlin, who continues to just be the most Josh Tomlin and that... He's not walking anybody, but he is allowing home runs all the time. He has, oh boy, he has so few walks. And I like, is it the Joe Blanton thing where you're almost like, maybe you should throw less strikes because he has 56 strikeouts to six walks on the air, which is incredible and awesome and nice work, Josh Tomlin. But you've allowed 14 homers and 14 starts and your ERA is over six. Like, maybe maybe leave it away from the plate a little bit. I don't know. Don't listen to me on how to pitch. Point is, if I'm homer hunting, the cheap lefty in the Twins lineup for me is Eddie Rosario at 3% on. He's left-handed. He can run into one. I, I would consider that as the cheap pick. But my B pick, I'm sorry, Matt, just like you, Whit Merrifield getting Lariano. I can't stay away from Francisco Lario's line against righties is just so insane. It's the Joe Ross line, essentially, but on the other side of just such a heavy split that when it comes to DFS, I cannot stay away at all. His ERA is 5.76 on the whole, and his OPS to righties is 8.91. It's not as bad as it used to be, but I'm still... 29 walks to 37 strikeouts. No way. So, uh, yeah. So that'll do it for me for Sunday. Matt, do you have anything else, baseball or non-baseball related, before we get out of here? Yeah, I, I did some research on J.D. Drew. Okay, sure. Okay, the... Is he in the woods? I don't know where he... I mis- actually, I'm assuming so, but the lack of passion thing goes back to a, a comment from Tony LaRusso, where he said it was clear that J.D. was only being, you know, 70, 75% of what he could have been. Right. Wait. Tony LaRusa getting into it with some of his young players. That's yeah, weird. yeah, that that is you know because I'll consider the source. But either way, apparently he's like super religious. Yes. So you know maybe that might have factored into why why people say you know say that about him. Mm-hmm. I, I I think his level of I I I'm not going to question his level of passion for baseball. I just because of that. Sure. Yeah, I was definitely riffing on a reputation I had heard that I did not you know take to heart at all. I just thought it was kind of funny. Who knows what he's up to, but. 
that, I, that's always a thing when it comes to like acting how baseball player knowing baseball players character and it really comes up a lot with like steroids and stuff when people are like oh he would never do steroids and it's like you don't have any clue what any of these players would do off the baseball field at all any of these people so yeah i have no clue what jd drew is like oh well, is that all you found mostly was one of the russo talking smack yeah pretty much yeah. Apparently, he's he's never had a drink of alcohol, smoked a cigarette, or tried any drugs. And and let's just, can we just say stayed pure until his marriage? Can we say that? We can certainly say that on okay. this podcast. Sure. That's, that's yeah. apparently what he did. You know, you know, more power to him. But yeah. um, and also was a pretty underrated baseball player too. People are always on him for not staying healthy, which is a thing. But it was right around that time when walks were not quite as appreciated as they should have been. But Career on base percentage of 384 is no slouch. You know, he was contributing. He was a good player. So, yeah, that's our J.D. Drew update, which we hadn't talked about him on this podcast in I don't know how long, if ever. I don't don't think it's fair to to say the guy doesn't have passion just because he's not, you know, because one, he plays to make money, and two, isn't you know Mr. Ra Ra apparently so yeah either, either yeah. way I I'm, I'm not I'm, I, I'm not tossing shade at JD for for making for for getting his yeah I am making jokes about the reputation for sure but I don't have any understand. Okay. <laughs> sure. yeah. sure. um, all right well that should about do it for us Matt is back on Twitter at Matt D underscore DFS I get responses to the shade I throw at him now it's good well, I'm glad to see it what happened was th- this week is the NBA draft. Ah, you had to get in on that, right? Twitter finds out the picks before the picks are made. Yes. So I was I wanted to find out the picks before they were made, so I had to get back on the Twitter machine. And so. do you identify as a Bulls fan? I don't know that I can anymore, but okay. Yeah, I was going to say, they seemed fairly upset on Thursday. They, things are not going the way they wanted to. I don't know. I... <laughs> you sound like a lot of bullshit. I don't know. No, no, no. What's, what's going to happen is if, if I get into it, I'm going to like rant for like 20 minutes and you know, we've right. got to wrap up the show, so I can't do that. So We'll skip that. Do you want to talk about Markel Fultz? Was my favorite tweet I saw about the draft. Oh, what he did with Instagram? Yes. That's but... fantastic. Good for him. You should get my Insta ready. And uh, if you didn't see this, you should. I can link it in the post. But Markel Fultz was picked by the 76ers, right? Yes. Yes. Went to Philadelphia. And so he sent out a tweet that literally said, excited to head to parentheses city and join the parentheses team name. (laughs) And and it is sponsored by, is it Tissot? Tissot? I've never heard it said out loud, but it's a Swiss watch company and it's very clear that they wrote him the the instagram post to put and they were like here so say this and say this about us your watch brand that you're excited to like get a watch from us and do it this way and then clearly you would fill in the city and the team name before you send it when you get drafted and he just took this picture and took the text and just copy paste throw it in hit send (laughs) it's just like He's got to have a talk with the, with the guy in his posse in charge of social media. That's all I got to say. Yeah. Somebody, yeah, it should not be him, hopefully. that That's how a posse member gets fired. I'm sorry. That's so amazing. It's so good. Also, one, it's so boneheaded. And two, I just like love how clearly insincere it is. Because it's just, it's a sponsorship. <laughs> it's a sponsorship. It's, I got paid to tweet this. And I cared so little about what I said. Uh it's great. It's my favorite thing. You know, you know, last year we had to do 
ads for a certain company that's no longer doing ads with us. Sure. And we put in a little more, you know, fire and passion. You know, I, I guess I guess we're getting on him for the same thing you're getting on J.D. Drew for, not having the fire and the passion. <laughs> more for him just being a bonehead. Uh, our sponsorship was good. Our sponsorship was related to what we were interested in. Like, we didn't have to fake that. That was fun. Although I'm, I'm still, I'm still going to blame the posse member. I'm not going to blame Markel Fultz. That's There's the- no way he's this dumb. Or he knows he's dumb enough to not do it himself. I'm just saying, I... I I think if if you're the you know the first overall pick in the NBA draft, you probably have hangers on who who do these <laughs> who are supposed to do these things for you. Yeah. So that's what I'm assuming went on here is that it, we've got an amateur posse member and uh, Mar- Markel needs to uh, make some adjustments to his entourage going forward. It's hilarious. It was the best thing out of the NBA draft for me as somebody who doesn't care about the NBA draft. So. Uh, did you see the guy that the Brooklyn Nets drafted? Nope. No clue. Oh man. Is it something he did or said, or who he is as a person? Or? No, it was the outfit he he chose to wear. Oh, uh, <laughs> I missed that somehow. It was good though, huh? Yeah, the comparison I heard is that he looked like Bowfinger. <laughs> <laughs> That's a reference I haven't heard in a while. No, yeah. it's I I never even saw the movie. But I, yep. Oh man, that's a bad suit. <laughs> Uh, that's great. That's the NBA draft. I'm glad we got a little bit of that instead of a softball update tonight. That's good. Well, we got a softball update, too. Yeah. For NBA draft reasons, and now baseball reasons again, Matt is back on Twitter at MattD underscore DFS. And I'm on Twitter at HigginsFOS, and we enjoy the banter all the time. So let us know how your picks are going, if you have any questions, any feedback on the show. We'd like to hear from you. Thanks for listening, and we will talk to you on Monday. Enjoy your baseball. Thank you for listening to the Field of Streams podcast. For more fantasy baseball analysis, visit Fangraphs.com slash fantasy or follow us on Twitter at Rotographs. <laughs>